Hi, I'm Barbara. And I'm Blaine. And you're listening to Bite. there everybody if you're listening to my voice that means that you are listening to bites very own the coven podcast where we talk about all things feminism and nerdy and where those two things collide now sadly we are at the end of our very first season so this is the big season finale episode where we're going to murder someone in this room because that's the kind of plot twist we have to have everyone look out is it mark it's going to ha- it's going to be mark <laughs> it's going to be mark he's who carried has- us through so far Mark, who watches us because women can't do anything unless there's a man watching them at some point. We've we gone past Mark. We've gone past Mark. But, okay, so our final introductions for this season. I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is... Christine Hare, the Trash Witch. We have decided on the title. The last episode. The last episode decides on the title, Trash Witch. <laughs> the Trash Witch. I love it. And also the ever-lovely Emma, hashtag no last name, also known as the basic witch. I love this. There we go. I feel like we can go fight crime together now. Moonlight, can't sing anymore or else copyright. I mean, that's what we do with our summers here. Like, when we're not podcasting, we're fighting evil by moonlight and I can't continue on because of copyright reasons. Um, But so this is the episode that was lost. That one, that one time, like, it was about Valentine's Day, and there was just a week where we didn't upload. Yeah. There was a reason. So we get to talk about the series of Lost. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, talking we're talking only about. about Lost. So about the island. No, guys, I have never watched Lost in nope. my life. Same. I know there's an island. I know that there's numbers. To. I know that there's... I heard everyone hates the ending. I don't... Yeah, I know that there's much saltiness. And it's not just the ocean surrounding the island. That's oh, all. yay! But no. Um, so this is kind of fitting that we have this as the last episode before we go off into our summer plans. Because what is often talked about around this time of year is summer bodies. Beach bikini, bod. Bikini beach body. Yeah. yeah. How to like, get your perfect beach bod. Like blank bod. It's it's happening in this season. So our last, our lost episode was all about body positivity, which we thought was a good time to talk about because it was Valentine's Day. And while, yes, you should focus on loving those around you, you should also really focus on loving yourself this Valentine's Day, and I hope you did. But uh, I think especially in summer and all the images that you are about to be bombarded with of bikinis and beaches and like all the exercise magazines, you should also be prepared this summer to love yourself. So we're talking about body positivity. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That that changed my life, honestly. Uh, like that's that's my that's my motto. It's like, should I get this? Treat yourself. Treat okay. yourself. I've had a Emma, you're rough broke. Day. Treat no. yourself. Treat Emma, yourself. you're broke. You can't do this. Treat yourself. Emma, no. This is going to cause the next depression, but okay. Okay. The next depression. Yeah. <laughs> it goes that far. Thanks, Everyone's just treating themselves. Mm, yes. Aziz and Sari caused this this depression. <laughs> it's purely him. But My so motive. What, what do you guys think of when you think of beach bod or bikini body? Well, what I used to think was, you know, the really hot like model types. It's just like, yes, ooh, 
Mm. But now it's like, I put a bikini on my body. I have a bikini body. Solid. Solid definition. Eat a dick society. Eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
Uh, definitely six, uh, size six or lower. Uh, bleached teeth. White, definitely. Straight without teeth. Without any, like, uh, blemishes or, like, freckles right. or whatnot. Uh, their hair is probably going to have to be... At least longer than shoulder it's length. It's like, yeah, shoulder yeah. length pass and be silky smooth. It right. has to be straight. There can't be any frizziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, body hair doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. body. What's a body hair? What? Perfect like, eyebrows. They're going to be wearing makeup. Makeup is just part of the body at that point. Yeah. yeah. I you mean, might as well get it tattooed. Yeah. What Ow, was it? I remember seeing like a bunch of guys, uh, I think it was on Twitter or something, and they were just commenting, oh, man, these... Uh, celebrities look so beautiful without makeup, and then it's some like, of the celebrities oh, have like cat oh. eyes or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, what are you thinking? My natural cat eye. Yeah. I love that meme where it's like it'll have the picture of like typically it's like beauty gurus that do their makeup on like YouTube, and it'll be like the before picture where they don't have any makeup on, and then the after where they have like this really like gorgeous makeup that's a very specific look, yeah. and it's always captioned, "This is why you take them swimming on the first day." Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. So is it a thing that people think that makeup like just happens naturally? Question mark or that it's it's My God, a bad she, thing? Like, like no, I do not wear makeup for you. I do not drop fifty bucks on an amazing lipstick to impress you. Like no, I want to look good when I look in the mirror, and I want to take selfies. Okay, and taking selfies is nothing to be ashamed of because it promotes self love, and I'm one hundred percent here for it. Hmm. Bite me. I think when my favorite. One of the favorite things I've read on Tumblr is guys when they say they want love the natural look, but they actually want, but what they imagine natural look involves all this makeup. Yeah. Because, like, I've had a guy tell me, oh, man, I love natural, the natural look. And I'm like, really? Because I wear makeup all the time. And he would be like, oh, that's makeup stoop. Makeup is dumb. And I'm like, it's, and I tell, I straight up told him, no, it's not. It yep. costs a lot of money. Yeah. Makeup makes me feel like a little magic too, because like it's you'll magic. go from wearing like just a little bit of makeup to get that, you know, quote unquote, ma- uh, natural look. And then people will be like, oh, you look so much better without makeup. And it's like, do you know how much stuff I am wearing on my face right now? I have deceived you. I have deceived you all. But False it's not advertising. Yeah. We are not a product, okay? Yeah. You but- do not consume us. We are not there for your pleasure. We are people. We are human beings, and we can look however we want to, okay? That's exactly it, too. Like, when people claim, like, oh, well, that's false advertisement. I saw an article once. It might not be, like, super, like, backed up it might not be super factual but it's the fact that you can imagine this happening that a man wanted to divorce his wife who he had had an online relationship with before that they had met and the next morning after their honeymoon when she woke up she didn't have her makeup on and he was like this was entrapment this was false advertisement i did not know that you looked like that because obviously your eyelids are naturally like a silky purple that has sparkles in it. And you have these massive eyelashes that would rival like a camel's question mark. Yeah. It like even when I'm not wearing makeup and I'm just like, man, I, I know if, I wish I was wearing makeup right now. And then I would have friends be like, oh, you look fine. I'm like, that's not the issue. Yeah. I, I want to wear makeup. It, I like I feel more confident in makeup. It is my war paint. Yeah, this ain't lipstick. This is war paint. I really like that Eliza Schlesinger that people have uh, taken makeup while sometimes people will be like, you don't need to wear makeup or like you shouldn't wear makeup. It's vain. And it's like, I like the idea that it's like, this is something that I add to myself Mm -hmm. to make myself feel better about myself. 
and make myself feel like almost like again it's I kind of confident. magical yeah it's a confident yeah. boost for it's, sure like sometimes i'll wear uncomfortable clothes it makes me feel oh like makes me feel really like confident it's no it's not always the most comfortable but it makes me feel powerful mm-hmm. right high heels High heels. <laughs> so I noticed a trend. Can we talk about uh, like movies that utilize makeovers to entirely change Princess how Diaries. Princess Diaries? That's all. The first entirely thing I change how someone is perceived, and typically <gasps> it's like oh. Emma has some feelings. <laughs> Emma has some feelings. I'm kind of thinking about. Um... My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I recently watched it. Yeah, they, uh, the sequel they, came out yeah, recently, I, right? Part of me wants to see the sequel. I want to see it. I love, I big, love my Big, big Fat yeah, Greek same. Wedding. But, um, but yeah, there is a part when I'm like, how do I feel about this transformation? I'm like, and then I, I kind of was wondering, I'm like, because, you know, it's a transformation. But I'm like, no, I think this was more she got confident. She did this for herself because she was in, like, depression and a rut. Yeah. And then she decided, I want to look how I want to look. And so that, I think it's fine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's movies where it's yeah. like, we need to give you a makeover, and then people will take you seriously. Mm-hmm. And But then at the end, after they get the makeover, sometimes it's like, you became a wholly different person in, like, Mean Girls. Yeah, so I was just she got, about she got the makeover. She started um, wearing makeup and wearing different clothes and just presenting as very feminine. And then at the end, that was presented as a very negative thing because it was thought of as giving in to others' peer pressure and that it was shallow. And, like, part of me, like, it's very hard because, like, part of me is, like, you, you do what you want. Like, if this made her feel good, yes, but... I mean, because of the uh, narrative frame of Mean Girls, part of that was peer pressure so that she could fit in with those very uh, clicky girls. There's a lot. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Go go see it. I mean, I assume that everyone here has seen it at least twice and (laughs) everyone listening should watch it a lot. Watch it a lot. Learn a lot. Laugh a lot. Love a lot. Well, you can learn about society. The makeover thing really bothers me because it's like, again, it's putting your worth at face value. Right. It's like, you know, you're like, if you transform yourself to be pretty, suddenly you're more desirable, even though like you could have the biggest heart ever. Like you could just love with everything. And then like the only thing that matters is that you're conventionally attractive. Right. And that, that annoys me. That annoys me a lot. Like I used to have a friend who was like, you know, she very very conventionally attractive and she was like you know like she'd just be like oh well you are very pretty you're just not very conventionally pretty i'm like what like what does that mean like that's pretty backhanded yeah just, uh yeah i'm not gonna get into it but yeah um, yeah no don't it's like don't worry about it. i'm just like why did like what and it's the idea that if you have to dramatically change yourself for someone that's that, not someone that, to go for. Yeah, that someone is not worth it. Like you've just gotta that's that someone that someone has to just like love you for the uncensored, unfiltered you. And just be like just all right, this is me. All right. I make fart jokes. Let's let's go. I make <laughs> fart go. jokes and I eat all the time. Or and I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Let's just, and that's Yep. That's me. I'm thinking about how much media uh feeds us stereotypes and I'm trying to think. What do I imagine when I think of a female that rhymes with a be- witch? Yeah, yes. I, I almost said Appropriate yeah. for the coven. And immediately, 
I imagine someone with like too much makeup or just something like kind of right. nasty. It's always trying to demonize women for doing whatever. Like it's like they don't wear makeup. Oh, that she doesn't care about herself. She wears too much. She's vain. It's like there's no middle ground it, to like, be found. It's not very hard. That makeup makes you fake. Yeah. Even though you're always Even seeing someone wear makeup. Guys wear makeup on TV. Yeah. Also, men wearing lipstick and like eyes i'm just like please kill me like i will willingly let you stab me in the face wait what what direction are you going with that is like, this pos- like it's a positive good or a negative for- yes it's good it's good okay, okay. okay. i was like <laughs> we're getting into talking? that territory where i'm yeah. like dang these kids and their new fangled speech yeah <laughs> i've had a couple of my guy friends like put on makeup one who like rarely wears it and he was i think we kind of dared him to also he kind of wanted to and he was like worrying he's like oh my god this is amazing but he's also like i'm broke so yeah this is another thing i really wanted to talk about is uh like as much as uh you can find typically um as rare as they sometimes can be you can find like outlets for like female body positivity like there's a lot mm-hmm. of campaigns for like love yourself as you are but I when it comes recently yeah. yeah but when it comes to men they just don't have those resources and it's it's frustrating cuz like, like you're all pretty you're all you're, beautiful like they are under some of the same pressures like to an extent like mm-hmm. they're you know like those rippling like eight you got have that you see of... advertised it's pretty crazy it freaks me out when some of my guy friends that work out and they look i'm like you look like conventionally attractive right and they're just like no i'm not good enough and it's like how do you like i look at myself and i'm like how do you i yeah. will like i will say this too just as it applies to women doing whatever they want if men lift weights and they want to do that because that's what they want that is awesome like go you man like yeah you know it's that whole thing of as feminists we believe anyone can do whatever they want with their body because it's their body mm-hmm. at least i do yeah you know, that's that's our that's this brand of feminism that we share here uh, at yeah the coven, like for beca- sure feminist killjoys yeah we, we just hate everyone i burned my bra yesterday i lost sixty dollars basically <laughs> bras are expensive yo like, dude, so, so i saw like, that it was like a description of feminism now in the proper way and it was like yeah bra and literally some in the comic it was like bras are expensive bras are expensive none of us are attempting to burn them if if we don't want to wear them we won't wear them but yeah. uh, no one's gonna destroy that it's like i'm thinking like listen if you don't have larger breasts you're not going to find your bras at Walmart. Like, I cannot. Yeah. I have to find them somewhere obscure. Like, not obscure, but, like, usually I go to, like, Elder Beerman, and they'll cost, like, $60 for yeah. one. And, and like, it's beige. It's all beige. Right. A cup, B oh, yeah. cup. There's, like, frills and patterns and designs. Same with you, C cup, too. Yeah. Like, But then you get into, yeah. like, D cup or, like, anything above that. It's, like, it's black, like black, navy, beige. Gray. Like, I... White. Last time I went bra shopping, I was just like, I'm depressed because none of this looks attractive. Like, how? D- where's my power bra? Where? Where's right. my confident bra? Yeah, it just makes you wonder. Like, what? What are I'm the people mine. like? <laughs> you're wearing yours, Emma. Nice. I but... have a lot of confident bras. Yeah. yeah. It, it just makes you think, though. Like, who? Like, in the marketing team, or like, who decides mm-hmm. what is designed on what? Are they sitting there and saying that? Women who have this size of breast aren't going to want to show their bras or they're not going to have their bras seen by anyone other than themselves and they don't want it to be fun and pretty. Like, are they like, because that's me kind of like, like that's what they're saying. Part yeah. of me feels like they might assume that that's like the old mature woman who's like married or doesn't like doesn't have to be, We're matronly. be appealing. Call yeah. us ma'am. 
ma'am. If you call me ma'am, I will kick you in the kneecap. I'm actually thinking, I'm reminded of this kind of like fake news article. I can't remember uh, who wrote it, but it was about how to make your uh, breast perky. And like, uh, no, it's a fake one. It's fake. And so the word perky makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. uh, Because, you know, instead of droopy, and it's like, well, droopy is natural. It's like almost impossible. There is a force some in this world yeah. known as gravity, and it affects us all. <laughs> but it basically was had all these joking ways, like, hey, put a shelf right there. To That's amazing. Them <laughs> Tape them up or something, or oh. just constantly hold them up. And it was, like, a lot of that. And then I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. And I go read the comments, and there are people like, I hate this article. I was actually looking for advice. Oh. And I'm just like, and they're like, yeah, you can actually do it. I've seen so-and-so. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think so. How big were they? No. Yeah. It's like there is like no tape could hold these babies. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Even my mom, like she's like, Christine, you always have to wear a bra or else they'll get droopy or something. I'm just like, I didn't understand what that meant. And yeah. it's like, I don't even know if there's. I feel like it when it comes to like just general, there's, there seems to be way too much advice on mm-hmm. the internet and in magazines and in the media in general telling people just what to do exactly with their I've bodies. I've seen a lot of videos lately. I don't know if this is a trend about whether or not uh, people should, women should wear a bra or not. Right. It's like, hey, studies show. And I'm like, but what size are those women? Like, I'm pretty sure a B cup is going to have a very different life then. Right. What we, I got. We all have different experiences in the skin that we're in because of how the media portrays just obviously someone that's this size has this specific experience. Obviously someone this size has this specific experience. It's like, mm, people are peep. We're, we're like meat suits piloting our way through this cosmic wonderland we call life and I think everyone's experiences are a little bit different from one another but the way that things are written and things are um, marketed to it just makes it seem like if you are this size this is exactly what you need to do to try to appear a smaller size it's always going to be a smaller size I saw like an article where it's like here's how you can be photographed here's positions for when you get your photo taken and look thinner and it's just like why? Okay, Why? I'm gonna talk about this. This is something that annoys me a lot. It's um, what like the language used for plus size clothing for fat clothing. It's like you know, it's it says it's like you know camouflage to drape to hide. It's like I don't need to be hidden. My body looks awesome. Like my stretch marks are badass lightning tattoos, and I will wear a crop top and show them off. And like honestly, like I don't care. Like. I love that that brand of like positivity that's like yes my stretch marks are like I've seen like the the lightning bolts or like tiger stripes and just like stretch marks are natural like romanticize yourself I love that You know what I didn't think there was an issue with stretch marks until media told me Right because like I was fairly old when I was like wait stretch marks are a problem yeah and that's the thing too you would think that like flipping through any magazine that stretch marks didn't exist for anyone except for you which is what i felt like when i was a kid but really there's a magical thing called photoshop which people use uh there for more than just making memes apparently they apparently i'm very shocked to learn this guys but they apparently use it to make people appear like they don't have any kind of blemishes or that they have never lived a day in their skin because 
you you, you got to live in your skin and you're probably going to get blemishes and stretch marks at some point from that. But with the power of Photoshop, it mm. appears not so. Not so, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't even, like... I mean, what is, like... Like, okay, so going beyond a perfect body. Let, so a healthy body. That is never discussed about what a healthy body is. Typically things that, like... I'm going to probably be calling out Cosmopolitan quite a bit for, in this uh, episode. So whenever, like, there's articles in Cosmo, which I do read for the articles, I swear, because sometimes they do have, like, really uh, legitimate, uh, like, journalistic standpoints uh-huh. yeah. on, like, whatever. But um, typically it's it's aiming towards weight loss or starvation diets starvation diets or getting toned and it's never towards specifically like as much as people claim like oh i'm such a health nut typically it's it's getting healthy in a lot of people's minds is getting thinner and like it's eating right and regular exercise not over exercise just like you need a day of rest and usually exercise like an hour a day I don't do that because I don't have that kind of life. But. <laughs> I like preface that with I don't do that. Yeah. But, Listen, yeah. I would if I could. <laughs> yeah. But and it's yeah. like we completely leave out people that have like that their weight is just like, you know, women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's like that they can't control it. And like it's like, oh, you're not healthy. It's Stop. Like what? What is healthy? Healthy is different for everyone. Healthy mm-hmm. does not. This is entirely appear. subjective. Like yeah. everything, and it's toxic to people. I remember, gosh, all my infos from Tumblr. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, someone tell a story where they're like, "I had issues with my doctors because they would always tell me lose weight until she found a doctor and was like, "No, you don't need to lose weight. You're like healthy." And she was like, "Thank you." Like crying thank you yeah it goes into science too. this like uh fat phobia that we Mm -hmm. have as a country or like really as like a species i feel like because there's not necessarily a single uh like nation that's like specifically like cool with it it's always like you need to be thinner somehow but uh eventually we'll just disintegrate into nothingness right and the world will be at peace typically like Health is sometimes measured by the BMI, the body mass index. Which is horribly out of date. Which is horribly out of date and inaccurate because just like it just measures your height and your weight. And from that, that's supposed to be like it's okay, you're this tall. That means you need to weigh this much. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take into account like what like shape exactly is your body? Do like how are you very muscular? Are you like very thin? Like do you have like more weight? in your thighs as compared to like in your arms it's like the rest of like your body is very distributed in different places Mm -hmm. because you know you have limbs and like a head and like shoulders and an abdomen knees and toes knees and toes (laughs) emma yes that was beautiful we went the same place there but and yet like it even it cross i can't believe that it's still like a thing that like we look so into this like i'm this tall that means i need to weigh this much when really we should know by now that it's it's a lot more than that that was mm-hmm. a huge problem with the we fit because i remember being like when I, using it it's like you get your sad uh me like looking sad because you know overweight and it's just like that's not what my body looks like i was really confused because i'm like that i like look back at myself and i'm like 
that's not where all my fat is. Right. We we talked about uh, the we fit in one of our. In hey, my, uh, I did too. I bet we yeah. had the same teacher. Was it Brookie? Yeah. Brookie and talking about how like the we fit was especially marketed toward women, and this was because women will accept the message mm-hmm. of a video game yelling at you <laughs> and telling you to lose weight because we that's kind of we're used to it. We're used to everything telling us to yep. lose weight somehow. It was so marketed <sighs> to females. I still mm-hmm. have the Wii Fit board because my mom gave it to me. Everything like, oh. fitness is marketed to women. If it's marketed to men, it's it's a little more. It's, it's very masculine, ooh, badass, no. and like we'll get into masculinity at some other point. Yeah, and how toxic it is. Toxic masculinity. All right. Yeah, but uh, so it's the tr- word fat itself. It's so not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like I, I am. I am fat, and I am beautiful. Like. I am both. I can be freaking sexy. Yeah. Not today. I'm not feeling sexy. And yet it's like you can't be. It seems like in society that you can't be fat in something else. It's always just just the underline. So we have this magical manuscript that was given to us by our dear, dear friend, Riley Gray, who Uh uh, really made this season absolutely magical. So she had a speech that she did for World Speech Day last week. Um, it was called uh, Five Things I Learned from Talking About Vaginas, which uh, if you didn't already know, which if you're a regular listener, you definitely knew. Uh, Riley took part in Vagina Monologues and kicked ass, and so did Emma, I, and also I'm, kicked I'm, ass. I designed the set. She, fantastic set. Like, this is a podcast, but I would totally go into detail describing, like, everything that you did. It was bed sheets hmm. that I dyed and painted. Like, ah. I feel like that's, like, almost symbolic in itself, and I love it. I painted a Georgia O'Keeffe flower on it. It's, I'm just, I'm very proud of it. You I'm, should be. I am extremely proud of that set. I'm just... And I'm really proud of, like, Ball State for, like, facilitating these events and, like, yeah. doing that, like... Slut walk. Mm, yeah, yes. slut walk. Captain um, Feminism, that's how she was born. walk happened yet? Uh, it happened last semester. Uh, Usually oh. it is in spring semester, but this year it was oh, cause fall I'm like, semester. Because I remember, because uh, we had a carnival, I was like, oh yeah, last last year happened on the carnival. Okay, yeah. 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 I was just like, what's a slut walk happening? Yeah. And Emma is now VP of Feminist for Action here at Ball State, and Beep. we're all very proud of her. And uh, I definitely think that this will lead to a little bit more collaboration between our mutual feminist interests with Byte and with FA, and it's exciting. I'm literally so excited. Basically, next semester is going to kick so much ass, and everyone should listen, and it's going to be so exciting. We could get some snippets from the um, from Slut Walk. Oh, yeah. Emma. Emma, make Slut Walk happen twice. I, I want I like it because I can dress sexy. Okay, yeah. I will definitely talk to him about that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Riley's speech. Okay, yeah. Concerning the word fat. So, Riley started out the speech. I'm, I, I just, I feel like a fraud, like, trying to, like, project Riley because she is, like, so impossible and magical. Ginger to, like, goddess. Jim, ginger goddess. Goddess. But, okay, so she started out saying... In case you cannot tell, I am fat. That is, and that, it, wait, I can't read her handwriting. Uh-huh. I'm like, do you want me to do it? <laughs> do you want yeah. me to, like, Do you got it? Do you got I, it? I, I'm I, not, an I have an unruly scroll. All right. In case you cannot tell, I am fat, and that is not a bad thing. Similar to the word gay, fat has been used as an insult, but in reality is not an insulting word. It is merely a description. We are taught from the beginning that being fat is worse than being vindictive, cruel, or disrespectful. We are taught that we are too fat to be loved. Um, 
taught that we don't deserve it because we have thick thighs, curves, and stomach rolls. We have to spend our lives relearning the BS we have been taught. I am kind, I am funny, I am passionate, I am fat, and that is not a bad thing. Riley is fantastic. Oh my god, yes. We are we are now the Riley fan cub. We are at the coven, and that's what we're going to use the rest of our podcast for. No, but um, as much as I'd like to do that. Listen, as long as I'm still a trash witch. So, you trash witch. I love that hey. so much. Uh. That's so great, Christine. But uh, that's powerful. It's and so- it's so true because, like, thinking about it, even as a child, like, what's the first, like, insult you throw at someone? It's like, you're a big, fat, whatever. Oh, I thought it was your duty head, but okay. Okay. Maze. <laughs> Some people had different childhoods, but duty was definitely in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, snicker, snicker. Like, we're still at that point of, like, <laughs> duty. My sister called me a dumbass <laughs> when she was five. <laughs> Some of us had very different childhoods, She apparently. watched Legally Blonde and learned the word. It's, there you go. It happened. There you go. But, so... I mean, from a young age, we are taught that that's the worst thing you can be. Like, it's better to be dumb and pretty than it is to be smart and fat. Conventionally pretty people, like, some of them are some of the most cruel people I've ever met. And I'm just like, but they're seen as, like, this universally loved person because they're conventionally pretty. And it's just like, oh, my. It's, again, it's taking stuff at face value. It's just being like. Listen, in media... Typically, if you're a female that's smart and fat, you're not going to end up with a guy. But if you're a male, you're, you're going to probably get in that nice guy category. Yeah, it doesn't... And it, even when fat girls are like, you know, get with the guy, it's he's seen as a savior for loving her. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. It was like, like a comment where it was like a fat guy with the girl. It's like, um, wow, he's... It was like, what, he's lucky? And with a skinny guy with a fat girl, it's like, wow, he's like... He, he, like, yeah, doesn't he, value himself enough or something or like that. Or it was like, wow, he's, uh, what a great guy he is. Yeah, it's always he's like in his savior. favor. It's, yeah, it's always seen as, wow, he's really great to, like, look past that or whatever, but it's never thought of vice versa. Question mark? Yes, Christine's excited. I don't think we talked about in our pregame, but there is that uh, manga we talked about last time we did this. <gasps> okay that's why i got the happy face. story time guys so in the last episode we we had a very powerful thing that we talked about and this is this viral comic it's a manga um is very obviously originally translated we freaked from, out emma we freaked out emma i worship so it now you, though it's you, okay yeah you need to like repeat the freak out because like okay the first time i read this i did not see it going this way but so it's this comic starts out there's this girl She's fat, and she says something along the lines of, like, senpai, will you go out with me? Yeah, she's trying and to get the boy to notice her, and he's like, ew, you're fat. Yeah, he, he like, says something along the lines of, like, you're a cow. Like, yeah. I would never go out with a cow. She starts crying. And she starts crying, and she goes home, and then she comes up with the determination, I'm going to get skinny. And it goes beyond, like, the, like, assumed montage of, like, diet and exercise that would happen next. No. It's, she starves herself. It's not I eat. love to eat. Is that a crime? In this comic, it is. If you're a cannibal, yes. Well, Anyways. Yeah. But, okay, so, I mean, it's just the most unhealthy way that she can go about it. She's taking, like, a single bite at dinner, and in the middle of the night, she stares into the fridge, and she's mm. like, food, I can only look. I cannot eat it, though. But in the end, um, she, it, works. it works. She's skinny, and she's like, finally, 
I can like uh, go see senpai again and this time he'll love me and she shows up and she is like hey remember me and he's like no I don't but oh my gosh you're beautiful mm-hmm. and she's like you want to go out and he's like oh gosh yeah and then they kiss and in that moment her appetite comes back entirely and she eats him like literally like eats his face off I guess you can Same. say they got a bite to eat. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm fine. You want to go out and get a bite to eat? Sure. Mwah. Cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. Jesus Christ. It was like the biggest <laughs> twist ever. It's like, oh, okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> What? I thought it was going to go in the way of like, yeah. in the end she was being like, no, I'm not going to go out with you because you nope. didn't value nope. me then. Why would you value me now? But like, no, she she it, that turned was, into that was like a, a zombie. It was intense, but Don't I think that yourself. really highlights what we've been talking about, though, that mm-hmm. like this this value that we put on it, on being skinny and on avoiding being fat at mm-hmm. all costs, even... When it comes to cannibalism, yeah. <laughs> like what? But, yeah. If you ate yourself, would you be twice as big or disappear completely? Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Anyways, Moving on. Moving I'm on. just like, do we transition to the other thing that makes uh, for the perfect body? Oh yeah, the... yeah. Um, you gotta be white. Yep. Okay. According that's to what you always see. You always a see a lot these of media white, outlets. Like you see, it's just. White Which people makes everywhere. No sense because I'm pretty sure black women are internal. They, yeah, that's the, how true. they do that, I don't know. Like as much as we we do have a lot of uh, positive uh, female black figures like Beyonce, Michelle lemonade. Obama. Yeah, lemonade. Came lemonade out. was great. Dang, for it but... was a great. Uh, it was definitely for black women. Yeah, it was very powerful and very much. It was. It was for them. We which, were just there. Which means for it. white women don't make it about you. Yeah, oh, no, white it's people not about do not me. make it about right. you because it's always about white women. Like even America's yeah. Next Top Model, which is hosted by Tyra Banks, and yet typically the winners are white women. And it's seen, it's discussed within the show itself that like, I don't know, I'm worried because I'm going up against all these white girls, and typically, especially in like Europe. Um, like typically designers want white models Mm -hmm. and aren't into and then like apparently black models are inherently exotic and are only used for that purpose and can't be a universal thing it's like it's getting to the point where race is almost like sexualized like you could find it like black asians as like a category for your porn it's like i've been I read recently, like, an article about uh, Asian women being treated as exotic, even though right. they're one of the largest Right, it's so funny. It's technically, like, white people would be exotic if you looked at it on a population yeah. standpoint. You heard the statistically average woman. I don't know what show that's from, but it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's from either, but, I'm thinking yeah. of, like, Crazy Anatomy, where she was, like, this guy called uh, one of the characters. She's like, oh, I would love to be by this exotic woman. And she just looks at him and it's like, yeah, my, peop- I, my people are outweigh yours. Okay, you're the yeah. exotic one. Yeah. But, I mean, mm. it's just so hard to find, like, representation. a lot. Representation. Yeah. Which is what we're all about here at the Coven. And it's hard to find representation of women of color, mm-hmm. of even men of color sometimes. And we had a really interesting pregame discussion about how what happens when women of color uh, 
are portrayed as being more masculine and what that like what very real consequences that can have that just shouldn't happen like that's crazy like what were you saying about it Emma? it's like like, um when black women are like when black lesbians are present more masculine and then they are shot by police officers who think they're black men. Because obviously being a black man is the most threatening thing you can be in this universe. Like, if you can't tell, that was extreme sarcasm. I'm, yeah. White guys scare me so much more. Yeah, white guys terrify me. I'm, um, I'm, yeah, but, like, because apparently that's the most awful thing you can be and that deserves a death sentence. Right. I think, like, when I'm walking alone at night, I'm like, okay, God, there, oh my God, there's a guy behind me. And I'm like, oh, he's, like, black, okay. Or he's not white. Like, group of white guys scare me more. I'm just like, you very rarely see these um, body positivity campaigns that are aimed towards women of Mm -hmm. color. And very important. I remember seeing, it was like with superheroes on breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, it's really good that they have Storm in here. Because I think there's a statistic where uh, black women have more breast cancer than white women. But... You yeah. always see and white when you, women. Yeah, if you think about, like, all, like, the pink ribbon stuff and, in, uh, like, any kind of, like, uh, Susan Komen mm-hmm. or whatever her name is, you typically are seeing, like, white women. Mm-hmm. And you never see, like, um, wait a minute, black women are people, too, and thus can also get breast cancer. There's just, like... Men can get breast cancer. Men can get breast yeah. cancer. Men have breast tissue. Yeah. The media, I mean, like... I'm white and I keep seeing, I'm so sick and tired of seeing all these white people. It's just. Yes. I love that. That's wonderful. I found a way. You found a way. Life finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. But the media can't seem to find a way to positively represent people of color without fetishizing them in some way. And then what does that say to like young girls or young boys who then like see themselves on TV as nothing more than like a sexual object? And it's like, do do you think that then I have to live up to this? It's like this is what is expected of me. I mean, it's rough. They can they can do sexual things, whatever they want, like their body, their body consent. Do that. It's do a that. problem you, where people of color they have to try to be as white as possible, and they will like. I remember seeing uh, reading like in Japan, people will be they will be raised like racist against black people because they don't want they can rather try to pass as white than embrace like that black culture. Or right. It's, and I mean, all over the yeah. world, there's like skin whiteners are mm-hmm. like a thing that are actually like used by Makeup people. Makeup like, to whiten up your face. Yeah. And like Dove, it's Dove actually, which Dove usually I give a lot of props to for like all mm-hmm. the body positivity campaigns that they have, like love the skin you're in and like like having just this wide range of like representation of women. But abroad, Dove does sell products like skin whitening products in like India in places where oh. it is better to be lighter which I guess that's kind of everywhere it's better to be whiter but like don't no don't it's be who you are variety is beautiful variety is beautiful love your disgusting body people like, everyone love your flesh prison you love your flesh prison it's, and with the fetish fe- I never I can never get that word right I always flub it it's um with that of women of different races fat women are extremely fetishized as well oh yeah bbw i'm going to end somebody i'm going to big beautiful women big beautiful women it's just this idea that it's like you know women are and this is quoting the fantastic riley gray 
amazing. And talking about how women, like big women with the, with the fetish, fe- that of that big word. women, Fetishization. Of fat women, it's that we are never approached out of like, we are very rarely approached out of genuine love. We were approached out of somebody just being like, oh my God, it's so hot that you're fat or ridicule. And it's, you know, yeah, it's yeah. The, faces are being made. Yeah, faces I, are being made. I've been making my faces are golden. <laughs> I feel like it's the belief that just because you're fat, you're uh, less likely to be found attractive or loved, so that you'll be desperate. Like that, I feel like that. Even I used to have that belief where it's like, well, if I ever find a boyfriend, I'll stick to them. But then I develop standards. So yeah, standards. It's a happy ending. It's a happy ending. But, All of us should have standards. Just, Beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can absolutely be choosers. Yes. Like, you know, I can have standards. And if I want something and you don't live up to my standards, I don't have to settle for you. No, you don't have to settle. Listeners, you do not have to settle for anybody. Okay? Yes. You be the beautiful you you are. Okay? You do not need to settle. Okay? Okay? Are we good here? I aggressively love you. Awesome. This has been the pep talk for this episode which we we should utilize that we should have yeah. pep talks because everyone needs them at some point your body is disgusting my pep talk done there that's beautiful <laughs> just your body is disgusting but your soul is beautiful it can be can we it can be don't be a it, jerk it has the yeah it has the potential to be beautiful mm-hmm. there let's positivity spin yeah. anyway moving on <laughs> to so talking about body positivity we have some positive examples of where the media has achieved in representing fat women especially well so valiant comic valiant comics i should say has a series called uh faith and it's fantastic it's about so the main character is like who we all are right now in our lives they are very into their tv shows and uh, she's very into uh, like geek culture and being on the web and she's a blogger and she wears the cutest outfits and she's also a superhero and she's also fat and like to have representation that like superheroes can be more than just like the rippling abs and ridiculous biceps and crazy outfits like yes because I feel like if we're to believe that someone can get bitten by a radioactive spider and thus contract, like, superpowers, why can't it be, like, as believable to believe that you don't have to necessarily be, like, in, like, this ridiculous standard of, like, bodybuilder fit to also have superpowers? hmm Question mark. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, so, kudos to Valiant Comics. Yes, Coven claps. For Coven claps. Comics. Um, we've made it a thing it's a thing it's a thing okay. now yeah i died all right it's okay <laughs> don't die rip okay i'm coming back uh now um how about i'll give my kudos to project runway i love the show and i believe it's when we last recorded this it was the, still the latest season uh but in their uh, latest season the winner was ashley nelt tipton and she is definitely a larger not I think she's also, I, if I remember correctly, she's also a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And so she's not conventionally attractive, but she is beautiful the way she holds herself. Yeah, she's and, fabulous. Yeah. Throughout the series, she had a lot of backlash. Like, she got bullied hard, and she had a lot of, like, 
self-esteem like troubles because of the way people tr- treat her like very early on she won like the first two sorry spoilers uh <laughs> competitions spoilers. but when it came to like picking your team she was the last one chosen and like even uh like, heidi when was- she's already proven her skill yeah. she's still somehow the last yeah. one chosen and heidi was just like what's wrong with you people <laughs> like yeah. she's one yes but- call them out she makes it all the way to New York Fashion Week, and they uh, they offer her the chance to do her own plus size model line. Yes. And so these were not. It's not like oh, they're size twelve or something. These were plus size models, and they all looked fabulous. And she won. Yes. Yay. So happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that literally made me so happy. Which is hugely like wonderful and progressive because especially like we've talked about already in the fashion world. It's seen as so it's so hard to like for anyone that actually resembles anything other than what a conventional model looks like to get anywhere in that industry. Because like uh, we talked about on the previous Lost episode, uh, like the definition of like a plus size model is Mm -hmm. not what you would typically think as like a plus size person. Like Sports Illustrated had a spread of like plus size models. And I would say like. They were definitely curvier Mm -hmm. than we're used to seeing, and that was refreshing, but it's not, I wouldn't be like, that's a fat girl, and like, my, like, that's positive representation, and then Calvin Klein had a new model, and she's a size 10. She's a size 10. In, in, especially in America, we, we don't think of like size 10 as fat. And if we are holding that up to that standard, then a dang, size 10? dang, yeah. If I'm rem- I'm, I remember so many things. <laughs> uh, there was an article I read about how uh, Plan B, uh, you know, when you had a night of something and then oh, you're like, something. oh no, I might be preggers. So you take a pill. It's yeah. plan B. Plan B. The thing is, it's been like doctors will call this a failure because it doesn't work for women. I think it might be, I'm forgetting, like, it's like women a- over 150 pounds. It will not work for you. It won't work for the average woman in America. Right. It's And it's not advertised. There's nothing no. telling you. They don't you, tell you that. Like blatantly like, hey, wait a minute. If so, you're over this. Everyone, you use protection. Because Plan yep. B might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Condoms. Just yeah. wear them. Birth control. There's several forms. Yep. Just, yep. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Mm-hmm. I got a sticker from the health center that says it's like in the shape of a condom instead of like the Nike swoosh. And it says just wear it. I love Aww. it. Which I love is it. Wonderful. That's fantastic. That's so cute. Again, kudos to Ball State. Go Ball yeah. State. Yeah. I mean, Yay, Ball State. They give you five free condoms a day and take them. Very good. But... Condoms, segue, men, insert segue here. Great segue, right? Uh, Men's uh, uh, penises, men. (laughs) Penises, men. Beautiful. But so we kind of touched a little bit about how there's not a lot of outlets for body positivity when it comes to men. But at the same time, on the other hand, uh, there's been a recent movement, which I'm kind of a fan of, dad bods. (laughs) So dad bods are a thing. So dad bod is kind of defined as like men who definitely don't have six pack abs, but have like that little chub, that little pudge. Little chub. And it's not 
beer belly. Yeah. It's just a little chill. It's what, like, Leonardo DiCaprio has been looking like for the past couple years, mm-hmm. according to, like, all the sneaky beach photos that the paparazzi snaps <laughs> with him and Jonah Hill hanging out. I don't understand their friendship. I don't. Uh, but but that's, that's another thing. I ship it. That's a different. I ship it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but, um, and as positive as that is, like, yes, like, do that. But at the same time, I think it just helps to highlight, like, how men don't get, like, the same expectations for perfection that women do a lot women of the time. Women can't peer pregnant. It's like, as soon as you pop those kids out, hey, where's your, <gasps> come back to exactly your. That's exactly it. Yeah. I think, it's I like, feel like Daily Show had a segment on that. It's like, well, you lost your kids. Okay, where's your, why don't you look the same? Yeah. It's like, um, and mom jeans are seen as such a bad thing. It's like anything <gasps> that's are. mom related, it's like. But that's, like, one of the most incredible things about the human race or, like, of life in general is that someone can carry a living thing inside of them. In your for, disgusting in, body, In your yes. disgusting flesh prison and then bring that life into the world. And it's like, yes, your body is going to change mm-hmm. after that. And yet the media is very much against showing that reality and portraying that in any like it's it's something that immediately has to get rid of immediately has to be changed or fixed my mom love you mom i guess i'll say that for throwing her under the bus (laughs) she would buy me she bought me mom jeans but i didn't know they were mom jeans until like i entered college and my friends are like, yeah, we should get you some different jeans because you're wearing mom jeans. I'm like, what? And I asked my mom. She's like, yeah, they're cheaper. And I'm like, mom. But I never understood, like, women's complaint about the whole pocket issue until I bought, like, something that wasn't mom jeans. And I'm like, it's like, oh, man, jeggings are the best, but good luck finding some with pockets. Yeah. Because Whoa. those are not real. Yeah, the bigger phones get too, the worse off. I I'm feel looking like. at your phone. Yeah, Yours do you is a think I can size. put that in my pocket? No, I have the 6s that is not going in my pocket at yeah. any time or place without it going to fall out at some point. So yeah, I just have to carry it around. Thus, purses, purses happen. Oh yeah, pretty much. I, because you pockets can't live aren't one. adequate. Mm-hmm. Freaking guy pockets. You could that guy pocket is a purse. Yeah, I mean the planet of Jupiter in a guy's pocket. That's literally where the stereotype of like, oh, will you hold this for me? Like, do you just dump all your stuff on your boyfriend? Because they have adequate pocket space, typically. It's like we got a pocket full of sunshine, but they got a pocket full of sun itself. (laughs) The sun itself. I love that. That was beautiful. You need that on a t-shirt. things today. I love it. It's the being sleep deprived. yeah, it's let's like, just do this every time. Just, yeah. Why Why do we make, like, why does it m- make mom being such a bad thing? It's like, you know, I don't want kids personally because no. But, and then it's like, being a mom is such a hard thing. It's like, props to, like, props to moms, honestly. Yeah. And yet we put more pressure on women who become mothers to maintain what their body was before they went through, like, yeah. like frankly, childbirth and, like, the whole process of carrying a child, I imagine I can safely describe it as an ordeal uh-huh. because, like, that changes your body entirely. And yeah. then, like, your organs are itself. pushed to an uncomfortable, it's awful. Your body, your disgusting body gets worse as this parasite <laughs> takes over you. And, our, uh, and in, you know, I still want kids, but still. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Like, if we take it down to, like, very clear terms, yes. Damn hormones. That's, that's what's happening. They're like, when are you going to have a kid? And I'm like, I'm only 20. 
but I just I guess I can't imagine it as healthy either to instantly lose like baby no. weight, especially like, when happens. you're well if you milk yeah but yeah yeah that's another thing like when like women's bodies change when they breastfeed too and you yet, can't that's... eat the same thing yeah typically yeah because you're the child gets everything from the milk like my mom because of me i don't know if i was lactose intolerant at the time or something but my mom always would guilt me and she'd be like i gave up ice cream for you oh and i'm like i'm like listen deal with it the sacrifices yeah. of motherhood no more ice cream i i was not expecting that one to be on mm-hmm. the very long list yeah the like cheese and so, yeah. oh cheese. well uh, definitely um, alcohol don't yeah. drink <laughs> so uh since we're approaching mother's day i think it's safe let's use this as our shout out to moms everywhere yes. Hi, mom. i love my mother like women don't get enough props for like just the ability to become mothers whether or not they want to which they are free to choose not to become mothers not all mm-hmm. women are destined for motherhood inherently and we child shouldn't... is a choice not an obligation yes emma and yes and Coven a claps. shout out to politics not making some women forced to be mothers oh hey. uh, relevant relevant topical indiana. topical indiana indiana maybe I that'll be to, another podcast i went to a rally about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's captain feminism and you kicked ass girl oh yes yeah. i was called an accessory to murder by a 12 year old oh and a mouthpiece oh, for satan that was great the things Kids say the darndest thing. They are oh, no. so cute. The Satan mouthpiece one was from a 30-year-old man. I'm just like, you're a man. Stop. Stop. You know, Stop. Like, yeah, a little off topic. You know, when you see kids with their parents holding, like, anti, like, anti-choice. I'm not calling it pro-life. Yeah. Anti-choice Pro-birth. signs and whatnot. And just, like, your kids are there. Hello. Kids are very malleable to, like, their parents' ideas. And that's, that's something. Oh, yeah. I think we we should touch on here in our body positivity um, that it can start. It starts at a very young age. What you're expected to look like, and what mm-hmm. like your parents want you to look like, and I think that uh, we we shouldn't use like images of fat people as like this is inherently unhealthy. And if you become this, you're going to lose so much like of life's experiences just because you don't look like what you everyone will never. Looks like be loved yeah there's just like the the subtitles under that is mm-hmm. what they're trying to say i remember uh back in high school my mom was told me that she was surprised like my mom was thinner yeah definitely thinner than i was and she's like i'm surprised that you're like so high with your self-esteem and i'm like yeah i, I can't care enough yeah, there's not enough reason for me to care it's also it's like fat it's like if you are fat it's inherent like people are just like you know you you were supposed to have low self-esteem because being fat is something to be ashamed of. But like, right. you know, I'm. It's like people constantly think that you have to be told that you're. It's like, oh no, you are beautiful, and I'm just like, I know. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, like my mom's like, she's a good woman. She's nice. <laughs> she yeah. she raised me in a certain way of feminist ideals and other things. Yeah. But yeah, like go Christine's thing, mom. Yeah. 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 I love you, mom. She butt dialed me this today. It was great. <laughs> but she, uh, like, her whole thing, she's like, I was skinny when I was your age. And I was, she still had so many, like, self-esteem problems herself. She was surprised I was so confident in my own body. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, proud of me and whatnot. Yeah. This is why I, I definitely think uh, the media, like, TV shows, even, like, kids shows especially, should portray, A, fat characters, and Steven B, Universe. fat characters as being confident. Okay, 
Steven Universe. <laughs> Coming back. Steven Universe. So Steven Universe has... I've actually started watching it, okay? Yes, Finally. Emma. Thank you for coming to so the Steven uh, yep. side. I have joined hell. Let's go. But, um, welcome. Um, but Steven Universe is... I give so many props to Steven Universe because of just the character designs in themselves portray... Rebecca Sugar, yeah. Rebecca Sugar's character designs portray just women can be many shapes several shapes and that's okay and those shapes don't necessarily have to inherently match their personality or like anyone can be any shape and it doesn't matter and like th- most of the main characters on the crystal gems so um amethyst and garnet they're curvy mm-hmm. like garnet has those thighs and uh amethyst Pearl is, is flat-chested, and that is so important. Yes, and, she, and the mayor thinks thing. she's hot. I'm just like mayor, please. Yes, I love that. I love that little side thing. That <laughs> I'm they just have. like I don't ship it, but also right? it's adorable, right? But and then Stephen himself is a chubby little boy, and he's not afraid of showing his belly. My which son. think has, how much you know, his... uh, Rose is? How many times Rose is called beautiful, and she is a yeah, large Rose woman. is the figure of beauty, mm. and she is the biggest girl on the show, and it is wonderful. Oh, yeah. She so is powerful, important. and it's great for cosplayers because it's like, hey, I don't have to feel insecure. Right. This is also it's... if you are fat and you want to cosplay a thin character, do it. Yes, like your body type does not determine what you should cosplay as. Because like, vice versa, I'm yeah. fat and I'm cosplaying Carolina this summer. Like, you know, I'm doing it. I'm so excited for pictures. Oh my god, I'm it's so gonna be excited. so great. I'm so excited. It's so it's gonna be awesome. I'm going to challenge Miles Luna to a fight. Yes, <laughs> yes, fight me, Miles Luna. He hurt my favorite characters. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's another thing. Like all of the things that we've been talking about about how the media portrays people have very real life consequences about how people go about their lives because we base what we see on the media and we use that in our everyday life as a frame of reference like social media especially media especially which of course social media is just rife with all the instagram pictures and like fitspiration i like this one facebook page i hate most of the content gives me I like it has like little creative or oh cake icing checkers and it's like yeah, cute but fun and stuff. sometimes it has like hair stuff and I'm like well I can't do that with my hair but it, you know but I also hate because it's like hey here's tips for your face or whatnot and I'm like yeah I don't I don't trust it yeah but I tried one of them and I'm like yeah that didn't work I'm, I don't trust this right it's just so sketchy right I feel it like fitspiration is a big thing recently it's like getting fit. And showing all these pictures of it's like, and it's such a, it's so expensive to be fit too. It's like right. gym memberships and stuff. It's like no, all the Nike brand stuff. It's like and I like am your cucumber water. It's like oh. I am a college musician. I am living in a practice room. Like stop, like I can't do that. And it's like all these women who are just like taking all these pictures, and you know those pictures on Instagram do not reflect real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Fitspiration, it's like it's all rich girl fitness. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop. And stop this. No. Yeah. Health can be accessible to everyone, but the way it's portrayed by the media makes it seem like you have to do certain expensive things to achieve mm-hmm. that. And all these things again are going towards being thin versus being healthy. And um uh the thing about Fitspiration also is that it um there's also in the in another part of the in part of the internet, it's called thinspiration. 
Right. And it's, um, you know, I have personal experience with this. And it's just this ide- this ideology of it's like, you know, the girls with thigh gaps and showing ribs and stuff. And it's like, you know, I, I worshipped that when I was a teenager. And, you know, it's that whole – the inspiration a lot of times was just saying like, um, you know – it's saying a lot of things that it's, um, you know, just like I, I struggled with an eating disorder in high school and the, these things were like giving you diets and it was like eating 500 calories or less a day. It's like, that's what Which they were crazy. That's what they were promoting and like just rapidly losing weight and um, like basically and the whole thing uh, it's like your stomach isn't grumbling you're applauding nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and it's encouraging oh, that this, quote it's it's encouraging this lifestyle and it can get extremely scary extremely quickly like you know you can just be like okay well this is interesting and then it's consumed your life right where it's like you just base your entire worth on a few sets of numbers and it's it 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 is and then you end up and you're just like how did i get here you know, just that kind of thing where it's like, I know that I should think I'm beautiful, but this has made me think that I'm not. Right. And, you know, it's – and because what the media has taught us to do, like, to do that and you take these drastic measures and it's, like, it's extremely harmful. It's, like, awful. And, you know, now because of this, I have to be really careful about my eating because it it can, like – you know, if I feel a certain way or something, it's, like, I can – start to think that kind of stuff again it's it's like you know i it's it's just yeah it got it's really an uh, it's the real world consequences of these things that online they can seem harmless but really like just like as much as people are like you know cyberbullying just turn off the computer <laughs> kids it's fine <laughs> it's like no, that's kind of unavoidable, and you shouldn't have to turn off the computer because the especially now shouldn't have to be the one to take action. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's and especially with stuff like the inspiration and fitspiration, um, it's really hard to escape because that's like more than just you know the internet. It's everywhere. It's in all media. It's even in like things that we don't really consider like media anymore, like straight up books we start and um even just like getting yourself to eat again it's just like i shouldn't be having this i'm just like punishing yourself and the thing about also with inspiration is they personify these disorders instead of calling them anorexia or bulimia they call them anna and mia and how they are their friends jeez and personifying them and making them seem like it's just and it is just and if anybody is in that hole right now it's like i've been there it's really awful and like i am so just i don't even know what to say about it because like it's such a deep dark terrifying place to be yeah it's like getting to that point is so scary and just somebody else like i just hate the idea of anybody else feeling that way about themselves it's like it's you know everybody is beautiful inside your flesh prison and inside your flesh prison i'm and you know you should not have to conform to these ideas of beauty standards and look at yourself in the mirror and say you know i am beautiful 
I am beautiful and just make that your mantra. And if you ever feel bad about having fat rolls, this is what I do. I look in the mirror, I squeeze them, and I say boop, boop. I feel 100% better immediately. You can't say boop without, like, instantly feeling happiness. Yeah. Like, beep, boop. I've seen that post where it's like, if you're ever down, just say beep, boop until it makes it better. And it makes it better pretty fast. It's nice, guys. Yeah. Just Mm. some some advice there i really like um what we were talking in the pregame meeting uh with like you and riley especially talking about how like stretch marks can be like you know like lightning strikes and like tiger stripes and it's like yes like romanticize yourself because that is a natural part of who you are and as much as the demon that is photoshop would like to convince you otherwise no no it's real so um to wrap this up, I want to talk about one last thing before our send-off for this season. So there was a recent ad oh. that came out before uh, the month of April. And so American Eagle has, for the past, I think, two or three some years, had uh, the airy underwear line. And in the airy underwear line, they swore that they would never Photoshop the girls that were modeling the underwear And as far as I know, they have stayed true to this. And that's, like, super great and, like, super powerful. Because even just walking into one of those stores and seeing, like, hey, that girl has stretch marks where I have stretch marks. Cellulite. Cellulite Cellulite is is a thing. Cellulite is a thing. It's a thing, guys. Um, So that was, I think, affected a lot of people in a hugely positive way. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, they came out with another ad where they were announcing their line of men's underwear. And in that ad, they had men of all body types. And it was fantastic. There was only one guy with, like, chiseled abs. And among all these different body types, there was a guy who was really skinny. There was a guy who had the dad bod. There There was was a black guy. There was a black guy, which, like, dang, like, this shouldn't be a thing that we get excited about that, like, we finally see, but we're getting excited about because we've finally seen that. Um, So there were so many articles, like, raving about um, this ad and how great it was for male body positivity and just that it was really fantastic of American Eagle to, like, brand themselves with that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm sure there was, like, a spike in sales because... Those look like some nice underwear, too, guys. Um, But then, but then, (sighs) April, April begins. The first of April, April Fool's Day, an ad is released. And it is the one guy with the chiseled abs from the airy ad. And he says that the previous ad was their April Fool's ad. Because apparently, (laughs) apparently, portraying men's bodies as anything other than chiseled abs, white chiseled abs, is a joke. (sighs) Male beauty (sighs) is not a joke. No. It's like male positivity, like positivity towards men and their bodies is not a joke. Positivity towards anybody and their bodies is not a joke. And the fact that it's, like, this thing, they twisted it into this way. It's just, like, really? Why did you do that? Why did you have to go about that? It's, like... I can't imagine, like, them, 
like why they went through with it after all the like praise came out about the ad too yeah. like why were they <laughs> it's it just shows you how much they are assured that people are backing them up in the opinion that like different uh male body types are like something to be made fun of you know what I know you kind of said, hey, can we kind of end it on this? But for our last podcast, I feel like we should try to end up on something a bit more positive. Yeah, wait, Let's okay. talk about some You're of right. our favorite You're right. uh, ways that... Yeah. I like, got a bit dark. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I got a bit deep. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just like sitting here. I'm like, you know, no, no, no. No. We yeah, got to be happy, listen, guys. It's summer. I want to earn my up. name. I want to earn my name of Trash Witch. All right. Let's is talk about hap- Homestuck. Oh, is <laughs> no, it happening? No. I'm like is the it only happening? one here that reads Homestuck here. It ended recently. I cried. Oh, it actually ended? Yeah, it ended. Though oh. we're waiting for our epilogue because a lot of people were crying or angry. It was like, eh, the ending wasn't good. But I was fine with the ending. The anime, it was an anime. It was beautiful. Anyways, uh, the thing about Homestuck is uh, the creator, Andrew Hussey, he said, like, Originally, there's like four kids, and he said, "Yeah, I imagine them all as white." But now that I've seen how Homestuck has grown and the wide variety of his audience, he's like, "I'm fine and perfectly accepting of any head canons for the uh, characters that you want. They are any sexuality. They can be trans. They can be black, Asian, whatnot. Any body size." He says that's all canon. It can be whatever you interpret. Because right now they're all the same kind of size and with, like, paper white skin. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's kind of nice. It's like, all right. Yeah. And a lot of people have really enjoyed that. And, you know, some people get mad. It's like when they see an an artist not drawing, like, something different. But it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least, like, the creator has deemed this. Yeah, I like that a lot when creators let you have the headcanons that you want to have. Become JK Rowling. Okay, we're all going to become trash, apparently. Red versus blue. Um, Anyone who's friends with me knows that I am garbage for this web show, all right? I am just... mm, I love it so much. Several noises. Because, like, what I love most about the fan base is that, you know, it's... We can come up with whatever they want... Whatever they look like, it's our own ideas. I mean, there are some of the characters that we've seen what their faces look like. But, you know, of the main ones and most of the majority of the characters, you don't know what they look like. And it's like, of course, there's illusions made. It's like, Tucker is black, which is okay. And personally, my headcanon is Tucker is a black trans man. It is so important to me. You don't understand. Like, that is so important to me. And, like, you know, there's this whole that, that these people can creators can draw or portray these characters whichever way you want like you know there's that um kimball wears a hijab which is my favorite thing on the planet and the griff siblings are fat and i'm just like yes please i love this and you know you see all this like positive representation and just these people can just be drawn in whichever way and like carolina's drawn is like hella muscular and i'm just like yes, yes. like oh my god carolina murder me like i'm just she would and she she, yeah, she probably would. Um, but it's like, that's what I'm, I just really love that idea. And also it's like, you see other people's headcanons, you're just like, okay, that's all right. You know, that's cool. It's like, yeah, the, the, just, you know, I've seen, I've seen Chinese wash. I have seen like African wash. I have seen so many different things. I have seen all of this type of stuff. And I'm just like, 
I just love all of it. I love everything. I'm just like, because it's people creating their own representation in this show. And I was like, yes, yes, this is everything to yes. me. Yes. I just turned into full on garbage there. You're good. You're good. We're all, we're all a little garbagey up in here. Oh my um, god. But yeah, I'll just reiterate it from our last podcast where we talked about Harry Potter, how fantastic it was when um JK Rowling acknowledged like there was this little girl that came up to her and was like, "Can you tell me more about Neville?" and she was like, "Okay, how do how do you think Neville is?" and it's like, "I think Neville is a little black boy with dreadlocks like me." And the fact that people can take their headcanons and what they want to see and where they want to see themselves and are able to run with that because sometimes the media doesn't have that. But with things that aren't clear, like webcomics or where you don't actually see their faces or literature that um, when you disregard the movies, um, being able to take that and make it what you want to see is fantastic and I just really love it when creators acknowledge that and are like do it do the thing I'm not sure what I had in mind do the thing it's, it's just wonderful it's always great to see some an artist draw like an unconventional like interpretation of a character and you see people get butt hurt over it <sighs> I'm thinking of it was like a screenshot someone shared of someone's My Little Pony fan art with um, humanized. Now. It was like Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. I think she was black or something. And someone's like, that's not our skin color. It's She's like, a she, horse. So She's so, purple. No, a purple so someone horse. read. So they like, okay, fine. And they colored it with like bright green skin. It's like, is that better? Yeah. I love. Amazing. That's wonderful. I love it when people get sassy on the internet. But um, so... This was our lost episode. This was our last episode oh, of God. season one of The Coven. It's we, been real, you guys. It's been awesome. It's been so real. Like, we, I, I, will, I will say it, we have risen to the ranks, through the ranks of Bites Podcasts. And you're welcome. You're, no. we, thank you, <laughs> Christine. Yes. Thank you. Um, um, yes. And we are the only podcast of its kind here in the good old Midwest yeah, good and old. Uh, I uh -huh. assume we have listeners outside of our parents. So, dear listeners, thank you for an incredible first season. Thank you for supporting us through this. And thank you for listening to what we have to say about all things feminism and nerdy. Uh, I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is Christine Hare, the Trash Witch we finally decided on one i finally found my identity okay time to say goodbye never see okay. you again no, bye bye <laughs> i'll emma, come back emma hashtag no no last name otherwise known as the basic witch also tune in next august we will be back this is not the end this is not the end this is just our lost last episode of season one we will be here for season two and all of the amazing plot twists that happen then in yeah. which one of us has to fight to the death with the other one Listen, because we Mark's killed kind of crying in a corner yeah um mark you're mark you're gonna have to go because oh. that's that's how you end first seasons with like a main character dying and mark's or a wedding here, or a wedding or both red wedding hey uh. it's a nice day for a Red, Red wedding. wedding. Thank I you guys. Sent that it's gift to my friend, and he's, he was just like, "I wedding. hate you." There's so many weddings. So many weddings. But um, thank you all for mm -hmm. joining us here tonight. Be sure to check out all of the other wonderful podcasts here at bitebsu.com, and check out what we produce in the summer. There will still be stuff 
going up on the site during the summer and we will return full force in the fall. So prepare yourself for more of the coven. My disgusting body is ready. Love your flesh prison. Love your flesh prison. Your meat suit. Bye. (laughs)